Oh, wait. Wait. Mute that. Sorry. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Dennis, are you okay, man? It's been back. It's uh, back. We we had to skip a week because you were because you were uh, in in the ailment. Out with the cold. Out with the cold. With a with a uh, one year old dripping snot down its nose as I'm patting her to sleep. I can't imagine where I might have caught it. Hmm. Yes. Your the old kids get sick, and you're taking care of them. Guess what? You're going to get sick. Yeah. The um. <laughs> Notoriously, when you first take your kid or your grandkid, I suppose, to daycare or to kindergarten or whatever, they come back sick as shit. Uh, they they bring all the viruses back to you to get like yes. to boost your immune system. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, you so you you survived. It seems. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, cough, cold. My wife is hers is lingering. Her post. Mm you know, COVID lung issues, which are so real. Hmm. That's why they upgraded it from a, to a disease. Um, so I don't know. It's, uh, well, it's going to be with us forever. That's all. And another variant coming up now. I mean, it's, the, it's the new way we'll live. And, yeah. Uh, we're apparently in Spain, they are, deciding uh look if you if you have symptoms maybe don't even come and get tested uh and also uh like the, if you test positive nah you know don't go to work until you feel better but like they're really? not doing this like 10 day uh you have I to stay I can't believe at home. that your authoritarian government has gone that lax. Are you sure? Is that Look, I'm I'm reporting what I what I have heard. I have not uh listened directly to the president uh to the news feeds. Uh no, I'm I have I'm getting this uh third hand, not not even secondhand. So, um, it's, yeah, like at some point, well, and, and also like in, in some places, like in some airports, they're, rest- they're lifting mask requirements, yeah. but you know, most not. It, it, at some point we have to just accept that we're all going to get this and we've well, heard you at some, at some point we've done as much vaccination as we can and the rest is just gonna have to happen like we do well, with and, and flu right. and those things um and uh it, it's it's the everyone gets it and then there's herd immunity because it's more like the common cold as you say right Which, exactly you know uh, I, I got a home test kit so i quickly knew when I got back from my trip, I tested before I interacted with anybody just to make sure. And then I tested again after I had cold-like symptoms, which are right. identical, except in, you know, some respects to COVID symptoms. For but, me, uh, for me, COVID was, was less than any cold I've ever had. <laughs> like, all my colds are... Yeah, really? Are, huh. are, are, are yeah. at least 
two or three yeah. days of symptoms and yeah. COVID was like yeah. four hours of symptoms. But yeah. So um, I have I talked to you since I went fishing at Pierre Marquette and caught my uh No, that was your 50, plan last time we left last time we trout. Last time we spoke, you said uh, yep, you were yep, going fishing yep, and you weren't sure if you yep. were going to go on the Thursday or the Friday or because of the traffic and uh, yep. other we I had, had fisher I folk. Had, I, was, I was wet in the water at, at uh, quarter afternoon and fished until I was wet in the water wet quarter in the water. afternoon. And, uh, and long story short, after fishing uh, a couple of places... No, actually, fish in one place and then moving to where a more familiar hole. Uh, and more then fishing hole. it for a while, then moving upstream, I went back to where I've always caught a fish. And I've been there like four times, maybe. No matter how big or how small or whatever. But anyway, hooked into a beautiful rainbow trout and uh, ran upstream and downstream. And uh, You were riding the rainbow. Yeah, that's right. No, it was uh, not a rainbow. It was a brown trout. Oh, which are wait, riding the brown doesn't sound quite as nice. No, not quite. <laughs> riding the brown all around town. Um, but I'll send you a picture. But here's the story is that just, uh, you know, after uh, what was nice about that catch is that I, I caught him square in the lip. And with one quick pull, the hook was free. I got my fly back. I got my lead back. I got my uh, uh, indicator uh, all back and it was all ready to go again. And I let the brown trout go and just took the line and threw but it right you, back. You ripped line. his, ho- you ripped a hole in his lip. No, there was no ripping going on. Where the hook went in, I pulled it out. You, it would. Oh, I thought you said with, just with one easy reverse. Okay, okay with one good. pull, but it's with a with a, a tool with a, a sensitive needle nose pliers. Yes. yes. Okay. So it didn't get hurt. I pride myself in that. Okay, uh, good. At least as hook in your mouth but clean <laughs> is the point and plus the he major had, point is that i had my whole rig ready to go he experienced I threw it in three some, more times and then hooked into a two foot long rainbow trout oh that yeah probably weighed in at five or six pounds and it jumped out of the water and kind of bobbed its head and then jumped back in the water, and as fast as it could, it swam behind me. Wait, it jumped back in the water from where? From in the from water. The air. It jumped out of the water, into the water, okay. out of the water, in the water, up and down, huh. and went behind me in a in a forty foot wide stream, river actually. So I put my pole straight up in the air, it, and sure enough, the line went around me, didn't tangle on the trees, and the fish went in the current. And it tangled up in my line in the current so that now its tail had my line wrapped around him. And so I didn't want him to break off. So I let up a little bit and he started going downstream in a curly position with his tail kind of showing because he was hooked around the line. And I was hoping he'd flop away from it or whatever. And just a moment later... Uh, got to a point where the line was taut and he moved and he snapped it off. Mm. But it was a, for me, it would have been a prize fish. And uh, you imagine the difference. And I know what your answer will be between a 14 inch brown trout and a 24 inch steelhead 
which is the type of a rainbow trout that lives in the lake. Perhaps. Wait, I know the difference. Ten inches. <laughs> I knew you would say that. It was predictive. So it was a blast. Nice. It was a blast. And uh, I just, w- you know, I wish I would have ran toward it and chased it downstream and been able to net it. You got to ride the rainbow, man. And I might have. I might have in that case, yes. And I might have had my... I mean, all of what I described to you with the fish and the shaking and the swimming behind me, that was six or seven seconds. This was zoom, zap, zoom, 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 I mean, Whoa, I man. describe it, it sounds... It sounds like more, more laborious. Extended. And of course, in my mind, it's all in slow-mo. Right. What is that? Ryan the rainbow. Where is it going? Oh my god, it's behind me. There it goes and it snapped. Man. That jujitsu. Yes. I wish I was a samurai. If I had the samurai skills, I'd be fishing better. I get the fish on, I jump out of the water, click my heels. Right? Trout jitsu. <laughs> Very good. Very I think good. Is, is the Trout title jitsu. of this episode. That's right. Trout and little jitsu. did we know, little did we know, that <laughs> we, when the trout hears this and sees this, it dances on the water on its tail as if it knows exactly what we mean. Look, man, I think when, when we're not there observing the trout or just dancing around on top of the surf, surface of the water like why not it's it's like that do. that's what you would do and you're certainly no smarter than a fish it's like that one of my favorite far side cartoons where the the cows are all like standing on two legs and 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 talking amongst each other and then one cow uh on the top of the hill that's on the lookout says car and then all the cows get down on four legs and are just sitting around doing nothing until the car drives by. And then they all stand up again and, and start talking <laughs> as if, you know, that's what cows do when, when no right. humans are observing them. Right. Right. It's good, good, good. He loved cows. I love cows. Well, he did, he did too. Yes. Well, <laughs> so we had, uh, we had, uh, a cow, 70 degree day. Cow jitmu. No, sorry. Trout jitsu. Trout jitmu. No, Trout okay. jitsu move. So uh, tell me about your weather. Because I, well, I have weather like 70 degrees weather news. and felt like spring had sprung and put the out put the outside furniture out and swept and I'll rake after the bugs that are living in my lawn have hatched about May first. Mayflies? Um, before I rake them. Say it again. Are they mayflies? Uh, or are they June bugs? Well, if they're June bugs, I'd have to wait longer. So <laughs> I don't think they're June bugs. Speaking of uh, spring springing, uh, it's kind of a shame that we couldn't record last week because these are the two weeks in which we are closer in time zone. Oh. Because. Uh, 
America changed. has changed to daylight savings time, and Europe has not yet until the until this weekend. Why don't and, we all? Why don't we get rid of the time the time zones? I mean, what, what, well, that's certainly what uh, your Congress is all up up in arms about. Uh, the I heard an interesting report about that particular bill, where uh, everyone was surprised at the bipartisan support in the Senate that like everyone was just like, yeah, sure, whatever, because whoever proposed it timed it to go right after the time changed. And after the time changes, everyone's all bitchy about the time having changed. And everyone just sort of agreed. Yeah, this but, is stupid, right. But but no one, uh, but apparently all of the research and evidence and science and whatnot around this is that uh, changing the time does hurt us and does cause um, like uh, there's a higher incident uh, incidence of uh, heart attacks and strokes and like people are having a one hour less of sleep for the entire nation with that many people does cause harm but uh, also it's not clear from the evidence which of the two times, whether daylight savings or non-daylight savings, is superior. And actually, uh, you know, having more light in the mornings in the winter is better for like there's less traffic accidents and stuff. And apparently, forty years ago in 1974, uh, they forty. 50 uh they they did this they they abolished daylight savings time or like they went to uh only daylight savings time and very quickly within a year it was discovered that that actually sucked and they rolled it back immediately like, oh really yeah so huh. this has been done before and this has been done before when biden was voting uh for it uh so well, and so is that is was that common knowledge at the time of the vote? I mean, no, it's not common knowledge. Look, at, the, right? No, the look, the legislators, the senators don't know history. Anything they don't do anything. research. They don't look at the scientific evidence. They're just Some schmucks like schmucks like you and me, and well, they go into well, work. That's not true. We're not. That's not true because well, neither okay. one of us. Neither one of us would do anything of the kind we wouldn't vote just nonchalantly it only takes a second to find out yeah but i yeah you would think it would be that easy and you would think that easy that you would think it's yes. just that, that it's just that it's overcome because they're just that lazy that it is that easy yes you would think that it would be that easy to Frequent. do but I don't think that they do. I think they just like go into work and, you know, they have their coffee and they watch the news and, they, and then they go into work and they don't this is do their a lot of reading. I don't need to. I know without anyone telling me why. I know my gut. I'm smart. Right. And I exactly. make right decisions. And I'm saying based on just my gut on this, I'm voting X, Y, and Z. And frankly information to the contrary be damned 
because of course you can find research to support any position. <laughs> right, exactly. And and they and they go in there and they're like, Ugh, you know, I, actually I am kind of tired because we lost an hour this this weekend and damn it, the my microwave had the wrong time on it and it was annoying and I like I had to double check and I didn't know if I needed to change this clock or that clock and man doggone it i'm frustrated like why do why why do we do this wait i'm in charge we can decide not to do this and without any like let's see what the long-term repercussions would 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 be or if we've tried this in the past like there's none of that how long did did how long was the last the, t- the only other time they did it I don't know. It's it's it wasn't more than wasn't more than than a year before they reverted it. I don't think. Well, part of it is that all the technology is geared to respond to that, and so that could be a pain. And you could. I mean, these days, these days, my computer and my phone and my watch and most of my electronics automatically. Change of the course, time. that's what I mean. Right, exactly. And so, when doing that takes time and money, as you well know. Well, and it's also like I remember I was already writing computer programs when the Congress decided uh, to make daylight savings time wider. Like before, I think the U.S. was in line with 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 Europe, but then. Uh, 10, 15 years ago, uh, they they said, no, we're going to do it. We're going to go into daylight savings time two weeks earlier and leave two weeks later to have more more summer time. And that broke like a lot of computer stuff because yeah, right. the way your computer uh, tracks time is milliseconds from January 1st, uh, 1970 in GMT. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time, and so what your computer thinks the time is is a number from that from that moment, and then your computer knows. Well, okay, you've told me that now we are, you know, now you are in Spain or you're in Michigan, uh, and we know that that we are in um, March, so. So now I know that the, that I can tell you that this is the particular the particular time. But like when they made that law change, like all the computer programs and all the operating systems had to had to be updated. Right. So it's going to be a big. Uh, if it's going to yeah, be a big and, and it won't it won't it won't go for that. It won't go through the house. Me. No. Because the house is going to be like, wait a minute, you guys rushed all this, and now it's been a couple of weeks since we changed time, and, and I, got I don't feel so frustrated. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've 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 taken a minute to, I've taken a minute to think about this. So right, they're closer to the people. They're more blue collar than white. I mean, in, in the house in Europe, they've made motions towards this as well uh, in the EU, but. Um, Again, it's it all sort of falls. It's like the status quo is easier. Doesn't is easier, and it doesn't. People aren't that. Uh, 
they're not that miserable about it. Apart from two weeks in the year, people don't really give a shit. I don't give a shit for more than an hour and a half. Well, that's how I feel about it. That's good thing we've got you for this hour and a half to record the podcast when you actually (laughs) give a shit. (laughs) Because. Oh, well. The rest of the time. It's fascinating when you consider time within the perspective of longevity what and is other time? temporal issues. When is time? Is it my question? Rainbow time. Oh, yeah. It's rainbow time. Trout jitsu. Steelhead. Trout jitsu. So I have a uh, bizarre weather phenomenon to report about. (coughs) Do you have any idea what I'm referring to? A thing happened here last week that was the first time this happened in 100 years. A tornado touchdown. No. What? Uh, Hailstorm. No, we have hailstorms. The other, last week... um, I saw reports, I saw photos of uh, southeastern Spain where it looked like they were on, it looked like the the photos from the surface of, of Mars where the sky was just red and pink and orange and rust colored. And, uh, and then, you know, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, it was like this dust storm from the Sahara oh. uh, that had blown over part of southern Spain. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and here at the very northern tip of Spain, everything was coated in this fine, 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 silty, uh, rust-colored uh, dust. All the cars were covered and when you and when I walked outside, I like it was noticeably harder to breathe. Oh no shit. Like it was like it was like what you were near a air? fire. Was the air would it seem foggy? Yes. It, the air did not have a have a particular orange color to it, but the uh, the visibility yeah. was poor. And some it, density. it was like, it was like fog, but right. it was just hard to, hard to breathe. And, you know, luckily Were health warnings issued and, and yes, uh, uh they, my compromised lungs should stay indoors. Yes. My, my weather app on my phone said, uh, that the, that the air, the current air, um, quality is very dangerous. And, uh, you know, encouraged you to not be outdoors. Um, however, luckily, we have spent two years uh, distributing masks to everyone. Yeah. And uh, it was go. actually kind of useful to have an N95 mask yeah. to put on to walk outside. Right. Like you never um, would have imagined back in the day. You right, know, when like, this first scare came up and there weren't any masks to be to be found anywhere, uh, I went to my workshop and I found an entire package of N95s that I bought when I, for when I'm cutting wood. 
Right, for doing... And uh, it was, I found fucking gold. Right. That's how it felt. Exactly. Like, so, I found gold. I found a treasure. Indeed. A treasure in the woodshop. Hey, would have be a you great been title. catching any news feeds about Nicolas Cage and this uh, new film he's in that's called something like The Magnificent Issue of Being incredibly famous or something like this. It, I, I'm slaughtering the title. I've but heard it's all after his, his, uh, he, 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 uh, you, you know, a pig, the movie that he was so, so broadly praised. He was snubbed at the Oscars for it, which pig? he, uh, he, uh, yeah, pig. It was about, uh, about a chef in Portland, Oregon who, uh, cops out and goes off the grid in Oregon and uh, and and hunts truffles for a living and he has a truffle pig and this dude who comes and buys his truffles uh, finds him in the woods uh, with, not only beat up but his pig is gone and so the movie is about I hate it when that happens yes and that's called Pig I have and never heard wild, of this wildly acclaimed and then in the meantime, of course, you know, the list of all the terrible movies that Nicolas Cage has ever done, right, right. which are which are legendary. Right. And uh, and he says, you know what? I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. I, I never left anything. Uh, I, I put it all on the field. Right. I, I never I never left. I put it all Fuck on the you. table. I respect that so much. I went I, for it. I've never heard of this pig movie. Oh my God. A truffle hunter who lives alone in Oregon wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. Whoa. Nope. And he's got this huge uh, birthmark over his left eye. Okay. Uh, big, uh, big star shaped. And he's he's uh, anyway, uh, but I think of, of of more interest for our discussion is the next one. Which hey, you know who would be who should have started that? Arnold, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, hey, speaking next... of which, I, I my wife and I both completely rewatched Footloose. Hmm. When, as a 22-year-old, he played a 17-year-old and had an interview from him a couple of years later, you know, when he said, somebody asked him, how much of that dancing scene in the warehouse did you do? And he said, I didn't do all of it. And uh, that was really fucked up because I wanted to do all of it and they wouldn't let me. So they had three gymnast dancers who, who did it, who were my doubles. Footloose. I, I was fascinated by that story because it's it's iconic dance scene. Footloose. I have a very distinct memory of the first time I heard that song. And it was in your house as a kid. Uh, your son Aaron put that on and we... And and it was we were just 
dancing I don't know if, to it. If he, if he, I guess we were dancing, but I specifically rem- remember that song, but way before I even knew that that was a movie. Well, um, uh, Google the year of that song and we'll figure out how old you were. I mean, probably the same as the movie, 1984, but. How old were you then? I would have been six, but when the when that came out, but could have been later. Oh yeah, but that would have been that would have been later. But like could have been eight at six. Could you have don't been any time, and you're still playing it. Yeah, at eight, at eight. But I suspect I was eight years old. But yeah. I remember that song and uh, and learning about it, like something about almost no songs have a have a place where I remember hearing them the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, there are a couple, but, uh, but, but that's, that's one in particular that I, I don't know. That's, um, interesting. That's, that is interesting. And, and let's see, uh, that was in North Carolina. That was at Shady Grove in the yellow farmhouse. Per, yeah, we probably. Have, where yep. we used to have the, uh, volleyball. Yes, yes, yes. Parties. Do you remember? Well, you didn't come to the toga party we had out there, but that was a, a bunch of people turned 40 years old in the same year. And mm. uh, we hosted a toga party and uh, the, 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 uh, everyone had a toga on, of course. And, and the pictures are just a, a, a slice of, of mm. our collective. You need to, friends. you need to send, you need to send uh, me some pic- pictures to- if you can find. I'd have to find them. I'd be very curious to see that. They're not digital. They're of course physical pictures back then. But uh, but yeah, I, I have I have very clear memories of um, exploring the woods and space around there. There was some other like building further in away, like a garage or something. Oh, it was a shed that held goats in it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. A yeah. barn that I finally took down that was dilapidated in a fenced-in field, but the goat pen next to the goat pen was a uh, another area that had an access door outside and inside where it was more of storage. <laughs> and uh, we kept goats in there. I milked the goats. I remember the we got the goats and the sons of bitches got um, a you know a sickness in their in their udder. Uh, where they were uh, squirting blood, and so the milk was useless. But you had to milk them the same every day, no matter oh, what, no. and then throw the milk out. And so it was like pink milk. Pink goat milking milk. a goat is often not very fun because when they kick you, they're so fast. They're so fast that uh, it's it's bound to hurt. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta get down to business, but I was a pretty good milker. Uh, was able to take the udder of a, of a goat and, and, and squirt my children in the face with the milk. So that's, that speaks highly of my skill. Hey, not everyone. Over can, here. You uh... want a drink? <laughs> Unpasteurized goat milk, fresh from the tit. We homeschooled good. our kids. That grew up more. Raw, raw goat milk, fresh from the tit. Hey man, that's you know, that's like eating a uh, fruit off of a tree. It's still warm Lumpy from the mother's fruit. Uh, 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 there's an old uh, hey uh, hey hey. So hey, go ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna uh, pop a couple layers off the stack here, and uh, 
and talk about how wild it was having the the air here full of full of sand. Oh yeah, and right. How it was there was like two days, like at the end of the second day, it was supposed to rain. And I was like, oh, I've never wanted rain more in my life because like we needed the water to fall through the air to clean it out. And, you know, it's going to rain at four in the afternoon and then four came and five came. And, the, and then I looked at the, and the forecast said, no, it's going to start raining at 10 PM. I was like, okay, fine. And so I went to bed and I thought, oh, it's going to rain all night. Like the forecast is for rain all night. It's going to, we're going to wake up in the morning and it's going to all be nice and nice and clean. And I woke up the next morning and the ground was bone dry and there was oh, still dust man. everywhere. And I was like, what the, what the hell? It was like apparently on Mars, huh? Apparently, uh, when, uh, when there's a lot of wind, the rain just like blows over us until it gets to the mountains and then uh -huh. the, the moisture goes up and it rains in the mountains. But it was, um, it was really kind of rough and it really hasn't, even since then, it hasn't really properly rained. Uh, but there's been enough air movement that everything is all clean now, but the, um, so was it like living the on cars are filthy. planet or as you, or as you'd imagine it? Uh, no, it was just like, I don't want to be outside because it hurts to breathe. And, um, my, my son who had some asthma when he was younger, uh, was okay being out playing in the park, uh, in recess or whatever, but it was, um, it was super weird. And like all the locals have never seen anything like that. Um, but apparently from what I've heard, uh, some crazy percentage, like 15, 20% of the dust in, uh, in Eastern America in, in like North Carolina, uh, the dust that you find in your home in North Carolina, uh, like some crazy percentages of that is like Saharan sand. Really? Like there, like because it's it so just blows uh, across the ocean. Right? It blows across the ocean, and um, you know the rest of it is like dead skin cells or whatever. But whatever, that's neither <laughs> that's here nor there. Nice. Wait a minute, I'll be right back. I want to shower. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in dusty uh, conditions many times, and uh, and and was always uh, uh, found it remarkable how, how hard it was to exist with the swirling, blowing, right? And and I was outdoors for all of it. It the only time it really reminded me of was. Um, in the summer, sometimes we go to my father-in-law's hometown and there, the industry there is, um, charcoal, I guess is what we would call it, where they take a particular kind of wood from a particular tree and they like burn it a little bit to whatever, however it is that you make charcoal. Uh, where you you take wood and burn it a little bit so that it's ready to be burned better and easier later. And in in that town, uh, sometimes the air is just full of this like silty smoke. 
Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we've we've With spent like night, webby, like almost like fine. And 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 we've spent nights there where I was l- l- like really struggling to to breathe. Like every time I took a breath, it was like there wasn't enough oxygen or whatever. Um, and that was, uh, yeah, uh, crazy sucks. Crazy, so, crazy. Well, here's to, here's to being able other, to breathe other you know. planets. Cause how many, uh, sci-fi movies have you seen where the dry Saharan type swirling dust, you know, turning into locusts or dust storms, you know, the, uh, the late Raiders of the lost Ark series had one of the most, Oh, oh no, no, it was Mad Max. Uh, Furioso is, is Charisse Theron is Furioso and Tom Hardy, who, by the way, could not stand each other during the entire filming of it, as the as the rags say. And Charisse really? said that she felt unsafe around him and just ridiculed him for always showing up late and keeping the cast waiting. And <laughs> and and then when he said stuff to her, is like he's practically threatening. I want a female assistant director with me at all times when I'm around. Damn. And boy, could you see that in that film? You, if, if it helps, you know, talk about Fury yes. road. Yes. Yes. But anyway, that was the iconic sandstorm scene. Hmm. Best, yeah, right. best in any movie. I think. I've seen some behind the scenes, uh, stuff of, Hey, here's, here's to the dust, man. I got it. Smittics. Oh yeah, I've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff of of the the scenes where they were like on a moving vehicle through the sand. Yes, and how and with explosions and shit happening, and just how wild that that was. Yes, uh, it's pretty pretty crazy. Uh, I've done some homework. Oh, well, you, you will be surprised to. I'm already surprised, as you can, uh, as you can well imagine. Tell me, it, what have you done? Uh, I've software? been watching some television from the year 2000. Yes, I've uh, I've watched the first season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh no, shit! And it uh, the the pilot is such a perfect encapsulation of what that show, at least in the first season, uh, is. And from the clips I've seen, it's um, like, I've got to say, I think in Seinfeld, George Costanza was my favorite character. And this is the George Costanza show. It's all of the most bizarre situation like he, he really puts the situation in in situation comedy uh, yeah. of yeah. getting into these uh, like he is a little bit of an asshole but also like the world uh is against him in at every step anything that could go wrong does go wrong right. and um and it's uh, it's just been, I I can't say delightful because it's so cringe, 
cringeworthy yes. <laughs> while you're watching it. It's not like it's not it's not a relaxing it's watch. It's cringingly funny. Right. But it's the it's it's my kind of comedy. I love right. the uncomfortable right. uh comedy where right where clearly you've just done something that makes it look like you are totally against handicapped people, but uh actually, you know, you did it you know, like you didn't know what you were doing at the time was gonna come off that way or whatever. Um, uh no, you didn't care. It's not well, that you didn't know. It never crossed your mind. Never right. it just it just doesn't it Larry just doesn't think about stuff like that. He's he's much too self centered to to right. and, be concerned about anything outside of his own body. And in this case with handy handicapped special need people, his own lane, so to speak. Right. But it's it's just so uh like I can empathize with him, sure, because he's like, every man. He's 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 super every. He's man. every man, and and just the worst the worst possible things happen to him. <laughs> so he anyway, it, not, and, and not it's super. You. Well, <laughs> hold on, but it's it's super interesting to to travel in time like this because. You know, this was filmed in the year 2000, and so first of all, it's uh, f it's four by three. It's not uh, you know, it's not widescreen, and uh, but also like they're using cordless phones at home, and their cell phones are like only in their cars, and they've got this newfangled navigation system that is in their car that uh, that no one knows how to use and it's so of that time that it um that i, I don't know i find it very well, and you have and people 11, people call each other you have right. 99 episodes to look at right there's there's um there's uh or 80, any 80 there's like 80 12 seasons or something like that so at some point they took a break it's not yeah, one per did. year uh or more actually yeah, but I don't. I've never. I've never missed one. Right. So, um, and it's, and as the years go on, they get crazier and crazier. I mean, there's no end to the to the wildness. But one of the things that I I'll remark on this, and it's just a little bit of a spoiler, is that later episodes you learn that the way Larry decides whether his coffee is warm enough is he sticks the tip of his nose in it. Okay. And there are there are an entire season built around that fact. An entire season, right? Oh Lord! Wait, it's it just is, the, it, the little idiosyncrasies of this of of, of this one guy, and you right. know, you know, God bless his wife that has to deal with all of this. But like in the first in the first season, they make a big deal about. Um, when is the when is the the cutoff for when you are allowed to call someone at home at night? Uh, right, right, you know, right. After ten p.m., can you can you call someone? Is it ten thirty? Is it nine thirty? Uh, and in the same way that like Seinfeld was all about these little tiny yes. little bits of life, the minutia that, of life, that, 
that, that we can all, that, but that we all relate to because everyone uh, has some idea of, oh, wait, it's too late to call someone. But where do we draw that line? And uh, how do we investigate what that, what that line is across society? Uh, he was trying to call, he was trying to call someone at, uh, at 1020. And his wife said, no, the cutoff is 10. And, and he was like, oh, come on. So he he called and, and immediately he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up. I'll I'll talk. We'll talk tomorrow. And then not in the same episode, in the next episode, he called someone and, and he was like, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's only, it's only nine fifty. It's not even 10. I can, I can call. And that particular person, uh, thought that nine thirty was the cutoff <laughs> and, and then like a couple episodes later, uh, he's calling someone at like ten forty five, and he says, yeah, but this is like, but this is good news. So if it's good news that that's, that's a later cutoff. <laughs> and anyway, uh, that, that sort of, uh, just, Man, yeah, minutia of life. Minutia is, of life. He's, is the he's a funny, funny, funny man. I I uh, Google his uh, uh, his uh, event and award speeches because hmm. he's without exceptional. Uh, he is the uh, you know he is the new Don Rickles in, huh. in so many ways. Except you know he he. Uh, and there are some moments where he can't, like, he he can't keep a straight face. Like, they, they there are some there are some some takes that that are that make it in where he's like sort of laughing at the at the scenario, but um, but yeah, and the the fact like one thing that I knew about the series before I started was that they have all of these cameos from celebrities because like he's so well connected that. He can yeah. pull in all these people, and like episode two is with uh, Ted Danson and his wife. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, hey, they're they're permanent characters. Yeah. Okay. For I mean, uh, they're yeah. Ted Danson and um, Mary Steinberg. Mary Steinbergen. Steinbergen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she and, was just in a. She was just in a show. What the fuck was it? Oh, it was that crazy. Um, it, that like quasi horror about the carnival guy, and it was uh, Bradley Cooper, and uh, that he had he he had an act of predicting the future. One of these guys, you know, could read minds and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it got a lot of really positive press. But I we saw it. It was like I don't know. This isn't. This isn't all that good. What the hell was the name of that? Um, maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. Nightmare Alley. That's it. Nightmare Alley. Hmm. Um, Not heard of it. No. Well, yeah. And I'm sorry I brought it up because you don't need to. It's not very good. <laughs> uh, so remember, maybe remember last time I mentioned a show I was watching this series called Undone. Yeah. Uh, that was this uh, this sort of animated um, series. I think there were like eight episodes uh, where it was this woman who was like sort of contacted by her dead father and 
was sort of traveling through time and was learning how to control time. And her father wanted her to go back and save him from a car accident. Um, yeah. Correct. And, right. yes. um, and her, her father was this, um, like particle physicist that uh, had discovered how to control time and oh no shit and like what he discovered what like when he was alive uh, he thinks uh, was why someone had him killed uh, because it was like this super powerful thing and uh, it was a I highly recommend seeing Undone it was a well done. Um, Who's, no pun intended. who's uh, what platforms are on? Uh, Amazon Prime Video. Add it to my list. And yeah, it, it was very, very good. Uh, the The father is played by um, Bob Odenkirk, who is obviously From amazing. Australia? No, Bob Odenkirk is a, a American comedian. Uh, he's the guy in... Um, Better Call Saul, and previously in Oh yeah, Bad. okay, right, right, right. Uh, yes, and of course. Famous for Mr. Show, which is the <laughs> uh, first thing. Uh, but it, what, but what blew my mind, uh, like that, that was an amazing show. But then uh, we were flicking around Netflix, picking a movie to watch with the with the family, and we settled on a movie called The Adam Project. Starring oh, Ryan Matthew Reynolds. No, no. Uh, no, no, no. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, of course. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, who really only plays one character. He is the same in every single movie. I love that character. A wise-cracking everyman. Cracking everyman smartass. Loosey-goosey, just yeah. <clears throat> um, enjoyable life. And so this, this movie, the plot of this movie was... Uh, it's this guy that um, uh, from the future, from 2050, who c- comes back and meets his younger self. Oh, right. Uh, but then the rest of the movie is this plot where uh, he and his younger self uh, have to travel back in time to prevent their father who invented time travel from dying in a car crash. Huh. And I was like, what? What? What did they buy the rights? They must like, I. It's super, super uh, uh, identical. But um, yeah, so that was a fun movie. It's you know. So aren't there legal ramifications of the proximity of the plots? I think there are. There must have been rights. You can't take an idea like that, and and can you like a song? Right? I mean. Hmm. So, uh, songs actually, uh, it's very, very hard to prove that, uh, that a thing like that was taken whole cloth. Um, and in fact, I recently, uh, watched this amazing YouTube video. Uh, there's this YouTuber, uh, musician, guy named adam neely i think his name is uh and he he will go and super dissect uh parts of music or whatever uh but he did this one episode where he uh looked into this case where one um where 
one song that it clearly sounds identical to another song um and the previous and the 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 people that published the first song are uh suing the the other people because it's clearly the same song and he goes in to explain you know how the chord changes are like this and how they're more or less identical and the rhythms are more or less identical uh one of them uses a seventh chord instead of a major chord but other than that it's totally identical uh, but then he goes and explains how actually the the first song, the people that are that are filing the suit, uh, their song is also like these other seven songs that came before it, identical, identical, identical. And like it's just a it's just a common, common a common approach. chord change, a common chord right. progression. And that you and then it's common so melody. hard. Right. You can't prove that you took this from that they took this from you when you clearly took this subconsciously not consciously uh from all these other people and how uh legally it's so complicated to um to make a case about this because there's only so many chord changes that sound good and just because you've you know thought that you're G, C, and D song, uh, you know, sound or someone else's song sounds similar to, to yours. Uh, it's so, it's such a shaky ground that you're, that you're on legally. And so I imagine, I imagine that for movies and plots and stuff, uh, it's gotta be so similar because there's only so many time travel plots you can have. And some percentage of time travel movies are going to be about preventing some accident that right. happened to someone previously. So I don't know. Well, you, you sparked my uh, pleasant memory of this past weekend where uh, friends of ours had us uh, after the fact St. Patty's day annual bash and they had it in the house. We sold them. And that was uh, yes. Tony, Tony and Kate, Tony's the sax player from sax player, favorite yeah. boys. And Kate, the artist who's yes. just my wonderful work. What has she done with that house? Oh, my God. Because that was like from, you know, episode 12 we it, were talking about. It, you know, we kept it, it We kept it in character of the time and had nothing flagrant to detract from that. Rose floral furniture and heavy oak tables and antiques everywhere. And uh, now uh, when you walk in, um, in the main room, they put a chandelier, very brilliant and very unusual, and a whole shelf of bottles and uh, uh, collectibles and whatnot over a huge dining table and fixed the fireplace and tore out the one of the cabinets in the kitchen and put in all white tile and put in new lighting and refaced all the cabinets and you go in the back dining room which was the selling point of the house for her which in fact you recall i sold the house because of this room right and you know the story about me leaving flowers there for her as the as the uh, welcome and then me having to go back and get them because the people who own the flowers were after me (laughs) and in the front yard in a van waiting for the flowers 
that were incorrectly delivered to my house, which I decided since I had them, I'd give them to her and welcome her in. That is the most Larry David story. I had to go in and take them back. That is curb your enthusiasm. Running. All the way. Running. Running. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I got, sorry, I can't, I got, these flowers aren't mine, therefore they're not yours. I hope you enjoyed them for the minute that you had to look at them. I got to go there waiting. And it was a van full of, of a family, right? Looking for the flowers that they sent out for grandpa. It's like, holy crap. To take to grandpa's grave? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> he got better from an illness. Oh, okay. And he recovered from surgery or whatever. God, was oh. I moving fast. <laughs> But, the, oh, Lord. but that that is an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It could be. It could be. But here's flowers the point. And having to here's where I started the story is that because he had the St. Patty's Day, he and his wife, Kate, both in, in kilts to the nines with a full, uh, kilts to the a nines. full Irish dinner of, uh, of, of, of cabbage and um, carrots beef. and onions and corned beef and, uh, and, and beef tips. Mm. And uh, potato soup, and which was like eating a cloud. It was so fabulous. Um, eating an Irish and then, cloud, and then after drinks and whatnot, and lots of discussion. The to Danny, who's the, of the twenty-five people there, there were probably ten of them that were musicians, mm. and, including the compatriots of Tony and his band, the Out of Favor Boys, who had their three main players, their two guitar players and and, and, a, and a sax player, Tony. And anyway, the Danny came to me and said, hey, uh, come on, let's go out in the living room and tell me what harps you got. And uh, he picked a G and we started jamming blues with a with a 12-string folk guitar yeah, that he plays very, very, very well, and got things going with about three blues tunes. And other guitar player picked up, and he had a little electric thing going on. He had a Stratocaster, mm. and uh, had a little amp on that. And uh, we did three or four blues tunes, and then Tony Tony came out in his kilt, and what we were jamming on, which was just a jam. Mm-hmm. He had lyrics to, which was about legalization of marijuana, as it turns out. No. And and just riffed from some notes he had that I think he was writing as as he was listening to the music. And then he opened it up with his sax. Mm. And in our big, huge living room with 20 or so people sitting around, everyone with a place to sit around the tables and the right. chairs and the couches, uh, out from the hallway... Uh, comes in Eddie Lester, who's not only a phenomenal singer and and, and runs a band called uh, Crossroads Resurrected, which of course is the second iteration of his original band, which was simply called Crossroads. Obviously, and Eddie walks out with a uh, different sax and starts to respond, call and respond with Tony. Nice. And and now we got two saxes going, and a guy's got a snare drum in front of him and a stick and he's it was it was so much fun you know you know what they so call that in fun. ireland pardon you know what they call that in ireland what it's called crack where 
where people come together and just have a good time and bond and coalesce in this way that's uh as we discussed previously where it's like you're summoning god where you're just all coming together in this this beautiful way uh they call that crack it's a c-r-a-i-c-k i think Craig. It's not Craig, but it's it's, it's like it's spelled Craig. like something like that. They call it crack. And it's with a hard C at the end? Crack? Yes, it is. Yeah. So you. Oh, well, that's uh, interesting. You got high on crack, basically. Right. That's. Uh, oh, excuse me a second. <laughs> okay. Dennis is muted and he's coughing. I got a. Sorry, man. You have to edit that out. Oh, here it goes. Coughing, coughing. And and we're back. You can't hear that, right? Any of that? No, that's why I was narrating. Okay. Yes. Oh, you were. <laughs> well, well then, you're showing your you're showing your uh, your skill level. Yes. That's great. Uh, <laughs> that's so, great. Well, I gotta I gotta say that the did you did you end up going? Uh, anywhere in that dust? Because I would have wondered what it would be like to to look at the sea. No, I made my best effort to close all the doors and windows and stay the fuck at home. As we used to say back in 2020. Right. Right. Well, and that longing, that longing for the rain was. It still hasn't really properly rained. Right. Uh, Isn't there nothing like the smell of, of, of rain uh, in a, in a humid in a humid day, when it finally rains and and the the pavement, there's a word for that. Steams. Do you, know that. Do you know that word? What is the word? It's called petrichor. It's petrichor. Petrichor. P e t r i c h o r. It uh, and from what I recall reading uh, five years ago, uh, it's actually. Uh, something about the first drops, uh, like pull, like what you're smelling is actually like bacteria or something that has been lifted off of the, of the ground, just what it feels like just before it rained rains, but actually like there's been some drops to pull that up. It's, um, it's a fun word and a fun phenomenon and we all love it because it means I remember the rain been coming down, clouds of mystery pouring, Petricor. confusion on the ground. Good man through the ages trying to find the sun. And I wonder, still I wonder, who stopped the rain? Hello, man. You stop the rain. <laughs> we can do it together, brother. <laughs> we can do it together. I went down Virginia seeking shelter from the storm. Caught up in the fable, I watched the tower grow. Five year plans and new deals. Wrapped in golden chains. And I wonder, still I wonder, 
Hey man, you've been playing your guitar since the last time we spoke because that's one you should be playing to. A little that's bit. A, that's a strumming, a little bit. It's that it doesn't sound encouraging to me. <laughs> no, this is the deal. You're not going to get better unless you practice. Oh, that's what I keep telling my kids. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah. I should do that. Heard the singers playing. How we cheered for more. The crowd had rushed together, trying to keep warm. Still the rain kept pouring, falling on my ears. And I wonder, still I wonder, who stopped the rain? But what I want to know is, have you ever seen the rain coming down on a sunny day? Yes. So Me many too. times. I love that moment. Yes. And I, I burst into song, as you might, no, as you you? might imagine. No, <laughs> you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I will see you next week, I hope. There's no reason why you shouldn't. Well, I'm on the mend. All right. You be safe. Episode number uh, uh, 147. One hour, nine minutes, and 41 seconds. I That's completed. Shit. All right. That's it for episode number 147. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 147. There are many, many, many links to all the movies and crap we talked about. And... If you become a Patreon donor at patreon.com slash happy hour, you can, if you give at the gin and tonics level, you can watch a video of this nonsense. We'll see you next week. <laughs>